Okay, so recording in progress. So who's joining from UK? We have Queen Esther in Wales. Uh, looking forward to seeing Nairobi very soon. Uh, Amen. I missed you. I've not seen in a long time. And uh, Brenda, as always, thank you for showing up. Highly appreciate that. You are joining us from Kilimani. Is that correct, Brenda? Uh, Kitusuru. Kitusuru. Okay, Kitusuru. My bad. So a few more guys joining in. We have, hello everyone, Binya, all the way from Atlanta. Uh, thank you for coming. We have Technoc from Karen. Uh, we have Abigail. We have Christine. Tell us where you are joining us from. So it's been a long time. We have not connected since July. So let me explain why. <laughs> So Pastor Ambrose went on leave, so it's all his fault. <laughs> anyway, I'm nice just kidding. <laughs> and then and then in September I got a baby, so I had to oh. take some time off. And then in October, Asante. <laughs> in October, I don't know what happened, uh, but here we are in November, destiny supply strengthened your storehouse. As we're going to do. We'll invite Reverend Ambrose. We had some questions of guys who brought them in. We'll tackle those questions, but also we'll open for Q&A. But Pastor Ambrose will just guide us with a quick teaching. Um, I'll also share my story, and then now we'll jump into it. But before we end, if you have this book, it's on page 157. We'll be having some declarations on destiny supply. So that would be great. And if you are on mute and you are not saying anything, you can just unmute. You can mute yourself, brother. So we have a few guys on mute. Unless you want to say hi. Binya, Maureen, and Priska. Okay, so we can start. Awesome. So let's start with out of prayer. Lord, we thank you for this amazing season. Destiny Supply, Lord, you are about to enlarge our storehouse with ideas, with resources to expand your kingdom. Lord, we thank you for everyone who is here, those who are joining. May they, Lord, find this one hour invested, uh, that, Lord, they'll come up with ideas that they can easily implement to the glory and honor of your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So before I invite Reverend Ambrose, uh, I just want to say it's glad to see all of you and uh, I've missed you guys. But Pastor, I want you to talk about destiny supply. But as you share that, there are two things I want to share. Number one, my goal for this year was to double my income. Now, most of you know I am no longer a staff member of Paki, but I'm still a pastor of Paki. So I run my own consulting business and coaching. And my goal this year, when I turned 37, last year time like this, so every birthday I set an agenda for me, was to double my income. <clears throat> and I knew there are a few things that I needed to do for me to double my income. Number one, mindset. I needed to, to know exactly what is my goal, so my goal was to double my income and then also realize what might hold me back from that goal. So what beliefs and assumptions might keep me from 
that goal of doubling my income. And this was my biggest belief and assumption that it will take so long, I'll have to work so hard and I don't have the time to work so hard. I have a lot in my hands. So that was my big assumption that if I'm to double my income, it will just take a toll on me. And of course, the biggest assumption is I can't. And the reason I'm saying that is for most of you, I don't know if you know it, but I was born a kilometer from a slum. So I was born in Italy. Then we have the road, Juja Road. The other side of the road is Mazare. So right from, from beginning at my young age, I knew riches is not my portion. It's, it's, it's a way, it's a bridge too far for me to cross. And all that was playing in my head in that goal of doubling my income. But I'm here to tell you, not to impress you, but to impress upon you that this year I doubled my income. I will not tell you how much. <laughs> and next year I want to triple my income. And the next thing I did, so number one was the mindset. The second thing I did was the skill set. So I asked myself last year, what do I need? What skills do I need that I don't have currently to double my income? So skill number one was speaking, public speaking. I was telling Pastor Ambrose the other day that I, 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 I learned how to speak English when I was 20 years old. I could I could understand, I could read, but I couldn't speak English. But that's a story for another day. So speaking for me was very key. And then number two, selling. And then number three, coaching. So I had to hire coaches for selling, speaking, and coaching. I had to pay a lot of money for that, but that's a story for another day. So skill set, mindset was a game changer for me. So, Reverend Ambrose, uh, and for those who want more information, uh, you can send on the text and I will see if we have more time for more information. But Pastor, this season is a season of destiny supply. Sure. You wrote the book, God spoke to you that November is that season. Share your heart out. Um, and then we'll, ha we'll have some Q&A. Go ahead, Pastor. Well, thank you. Thank you. I really want to appreciate uh, everybody who is on this platform. Um, it has been a while, and I know that Pastor Sami has been saying, hey, Pastor, when are we going to do something? And so the other day we said, hey, we are going to do something. And especially this month, because this is a good month, uh, destiny supplier. This whole year we've been talking about destiny, strengthening destiny. And this month, we connected to Destiny Supply, strengthening your storehouse. And yeah, I want to say that um, uh, the few messages we have shared have been very impactful. And just to remind us that God is a God of abundance. And what uh, Pastor Simon was saying about mindset, and I think that's where a lot of Christians struggle, is that mindset. We've grown uh, with scarcity. We've grown with not having enough. And so even when we gave our lives to Christ, um, we, we saw God as the way we saw our parents. Uh, 
um, that, hey, because our parents did not have much, even God doesn't have much. We also felt that we were not worthy uh, for God's blessings. Um, and so many times you have struggled in matters of provision. Uh, and so when, when Paul comes and says, Philippians 4, 19, my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. We, we think he's talking to other people and not us. We read the Bible and we find that many of God's people were very wealthy. Let's go to Abraham. Abraham, the Bible says in Genesis chapter 12, that God blessed him and God said, I'll make your name great. Your descendants will be many. And just God gave a promise to Abraham. When we look at chapter 13, we find that Abraham went to Egypt. When he was coming out of Egypt, he was very, very wealthy. Then we look about Isaac. Isaac, Genesis 26. The Bible says that uh, there was famine in the land. And Isaac wanted to go back to Egypt uh, just the way his father did. But God said, no, 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 stay in this land and I will bless you. The Bible says that Isaac sowed in that land. That is verse 12, Genesis 26, 12. Isaac sowed in that land. And in that same year, he reaped a hundredfold. And the Bible says the Lord blessed him. And he began to prosper and continued prospering until he was very prosperous. That is Isaac. Then we come to Jacob. Jacob, um, Genesis chapter 28 Jacob has taken the blessing from his brother. He's running away. Then God meets him, and there's a ladder from heaven to the earth. And God says, I'll be with you. I'll guide you, and I'll be with you. And we know the story of Jacob going to his uncle's place. Uh, his uncle should change him. But again, Jacob comes out of that country very wealthy. Um, then we go to Joseph. Joseph is in Egypt. Uh, going through a very difficult time, but by chapter 41, he's been made ruler of the entire nation of Egypt, and he becomes very wealthy. What that tells us is that God is the source of our wealth. Deuteronomy 8.18 says God has given us the ability to make wealth. God doesn't give us wealth because wealth is already on the planet, but then God gives us the ability to make wealth. And so one of the things in, in terms of summary, I want to say is that even as we look at issues of supply and especially destiny supply, because destiny supply is about the kingdom. Jesus said in Matthew 6, 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things, where you shall sleep, what you shall eat, what you shall wear, your security, they shall be added unto you. So destiny supplies about the kingdom. And when we seek the kingdom, then the resources of heaven are open to us. But always remember, God is our source. Many times we have made our businesses, our work, our salaries, the source of our income. <clears throat> In fact, if somebody asks you, what is the source of your income? The first thing you'd say is my job or my business. But let me tell you this, God in our mind has to become the source because salary, business, work, these are just channels that God uses because God wants us to have multiple sources of income. 
but he is the ultimate source of our income. So Asta. in summary, yes. Yeah, yeah. Just summarize and then I'll ask you a question on what you've just said. Go ahead. Yeah, so basically in summary is that we may be facing all kinds of situations, facing luck, facing bills, facing this, but begin to believe that God is the source of your supply. And when we seek him, he will begin to give us the solutions to the situations we face in life. Uh, but we can continue this conversation. And Sami, you wanted to ask me a question. Yes, I wanted to ask you, Pastor. You, you just said something that has triggered something. That yes. You said God is a source. Yes, but, I said that. <laughs> but from when we were young, we learned that uh, our jobs are our source. When you were kids, we learned that our father, um, our, our parents are our source. And you have a funny story when you are getting married. You realize <laughs> your father is not, but you can share that if you want. But the <clears throat> challenge of getting that idea that God is our source, it mm. makes sense, but it is not a reality for most of us. That's true. What, what hinders us believing that God is our source? Because if you ask people here, they will tell you their source of income is their salary, their business. A few people will be bold to tell you God is my source. That's true. So what hinders us from making God our source? And how can we make it a reality that God is indeed our source? He's just using our salary, our businesses as to supply to us as channels. Yeah, let me let me tackle that because. When, whenever we engage in matters of God, we have been cultured through our churches and through the way we've been brought up in our religious circles that when you deal with God, that is a spiritual matter. It is not a physical matter. It is not a material matter. That is why Sunday and Monday are very separated in our lives. Sunday, we come to see God Monday, we sort things on our own. We go to work for, the, for six days. The Bible says six days you shall work, and the seventh day you shall uh, come to the Lord. So we have detached God from our physical life. So we don't see God involved in our Monday and in our Tuesday and in our Wednesday, our Thursday, Friday. And so we need to marry those two. We need to marry our Sunday to our Monday and carry God into the marketplace, carry God into our everyday life. Now, the interesting thing is about Muslims, they, they see no difference between their daily life and their, and their religious life. For Christians, that seems to have been separated. And so we are struggling to bring God into our material world. That is why even in Kiswahili, you'll, you'll hear somebody says, wachana na vitu za dunia, wacha tutafte mungu. And yet, your dunia, niya mungu. Um, that world is God's world. We need to take God into our world. <clears throat> and we need to involve our world with God because both belong to God. I love the scripture in Psalms 24 that says, verse 1, 
the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So when you read stories about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, even though they lived in the physical world, God was part and parcel of that life. But the way we live today in Christianity, those two have been separated. So we need to be cultured to begin to think in a, in a kingdom way that God and our lifestyles must merge. God cares about our workplace. He cares about our family setup. He cares about our social life. And we must involve him. He must be invited into our situations of life. So in summary, Sami, I don't know if I'm answering your question, but that's the challenge we have, bringing people to realize that God cares about their day-to-day -day situations. And that is why when we now bring him as our source, we shall find that we shall have solutions for the things we face on a daily basis. Uh, uh, yes, you are right on, Pastor. Uh, I think what we have nailed clearly is just a change of mindset. God is Sunday. Monday, I sort myself out. Yes. So, so if we're able to integrate that there is no separation, there's no dichotomy be between Sunday and Monday, mm -hmm. uh, that God is present, omnipresent in my business, in my church life, in my family, then I may be able to have a glimpse that he, he cares yes. for, my, for my business. Mm -hmm. And that I can, I can rely on him using the gifts that he has given me, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, wisdom, discernment. How do I make a business decision? Because these gifts, most of it, they're not, they have not been used fully in the business or in our workplace. They're just being used in the church. Yeah. Because of that mindset that Vitu Zakanisa, ni Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Vitu Zamungu ni za Sunday. Yeah, Vitu Zamungu ni za Sunday. That needs to change. And I think that's why people struggle during the week. Because they don't invite God into their week. And so unless you invite him, God will not work with you, but he's there. He's in your week. Mm -hmm. So I will, I, will, I will ask if there's any question, anyone who has something to say, a clarifying thing, you can put it either in the chat or unmute yourself. Feel free to ask Pastor. Because there are, there are three questions, Pastor, you are sent uh, that yes. I want you to talk about. But I want to mm -hmm. give guys who are here um, just a chance to to bring their voice in. So unmute yourself and welcome. Go ahead. Is that John Mativo? You want to say something? Welcome, Karibu Mativo. Anyone who has a question on? Yeah, go ahead, John. Sorry, no comments. Uh, thank you. Welcome. Nice to hear from you, Dr. Mativo. Okay, so perhaps you you answering this question, Pastor, might trigger some more questions. So there's a question that was asked, which I sent you. Yeah. Uh, so someone said, I'm in a cycle of debt. Now, Pastor, you are preaching on destiny supply, destiny supply. Me, I'm mm -hmm. in debt. How do I... <laughs> How do I get out of that 
yes. so that now I can experience this destiny supply. So it's not a theoretical thing. I'm actually, my cart is full. My shopping cart is full. Well, uh, there's a verse I like, Sami, and that mm -hmm. says, forgive us our debts, as we forgive those who are indebted to us. But let, let me say this, God really cares about debt. And the story, because God knows that when we, when we live life without him being the source, we're going to get into debt. And when we try to figure things on our own and we do not engage the principles of the kingdom, we shall fall into debt. And God doesn't want us to fall into debt, but the story that tells me that Jesus cares about debt is the story of the woman, the widow, 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 1. The woman whose husband died and left debts and auctioneers had come to take away the children of this woman. And this widow ran to the man of God and he said, oh, man of God, my husband, who was also a holy man of God, left us with debts. Now we are in trouble. Uh, what do I do? And then Elisha says, what do you have in your house? And she says, I have nothing. And then she remembered, no, 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 I have a little oil in the house. And the man of God gave her wisdom and said, go borrow. Go borrow vessels from your neighbors, as many as you can get. Take them into your house and then take the oil that you have and begin to pour it in those vessels. And when you are finished, sell the oil and the profits you get, pay your debts and whatever remains, use it to take care of your children. So that story really tells us that God doesn't condemn us because we are in debt. God is saying, can you lean on me? I will show you how to get out of this debt. And I, I can, you can connect to the resources of heaven. And through wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, you're beginning, going to begin to slowly get out of debt. God may not remove you out of debt immediately, but God will give you wisdom. The Bible says in James chapter 1, verse 5, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask God. Many times we want the money to pay our debt. God is saying, can you ask for ideas? Can you ask for wisdom? Because something like you said, God uses our talents, our skill sets to begin to help us to become productive. And when we become productive, then we're able to begin to clear and handle the issues of the debts. But one of the things I can say about right now is if you're in debt, debt, don't be afraid. Because fear is also a big challenge when you are in debt. Because if you, if you owe somebody, you're either running away from them, you're not picking their phone. Um, and fear, fear is, 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 is really on your case. But God wants you to begin to believe and to have faith that he will take you out of this situation. If you can start there, that cycle of debt is going to break. I believe that whoever asked that question, you asked a very good question because all of us, are facing debt. By the way, Sami, uh -huh. there is bad debt and there is good debt. So those are things we can talk about later because not all debt is bad. Um, and there's, there's good debt, but there's bad debt. Bad debt is when um, you are being chased around and you're not paying 
or what you owe. Uh, but like the resources like COVID, when COVID came, it just completely rearranged people's financial status. And some people are still struggling with that to this day. And I, I believe that even as we talk about destiny supply, that God is going to channel his resources to you and you're going to come out of this situation. Amen. Amen. Can I, can I see some amen typing there that God is going to channel resources to you? And as I, as I read your amens there, just a quick question, Pastor, or rather, um, what I've understood, Second uh, Kings, the prophet asked, yeah. The prophet asked, what do you have in your hands? Yes. So that's the question perhaps we need to ask ourselves. Mm. What do we have? And the response was a little. Yeah, that was her mindset. Very and little. Can, yeah, and God can use that little. Exactly. To multiply. So the question yeah. that I'll pose to ask, what skills do you have in your hands that God can use? So the next question, Pastor, but before I go to the next question, do we have anyone on call who has a, a question that can type or they want to ask Pastor live? Feel free. Just unmute yourself and jump, jump in. As I do that, there are some amendments from Vincent, Priscilla, Prisca, Vincent, Binya, uh, Brenda, thank you. Uh, Josephine, anyone who has a question before I go to the next question? Okay, then let me ask. And Martha, I saw you coming in. Welcome, Martha. Pastor, Pastor Sami. Yeah, go ahead, Pastor. Uh, I, the other thing I can say, from that story of the widow, there's the next story of the Shunammite woman. Mm -hmm. and, and God is using those two stories to make a point. Um, the, 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 the first woman who was a lady, who was a widow, was extremely, she didn't have anything. But the next lady, Shunammite, had everything. She had money. She, was, she had a family. She had a husband. And she had everything money could buy. But what she didn't have was a child. And that is something that money cannot buy. So God is using those two extremes. Somebody who has a family, has children, but she doesn't have resources. Then you have a, another person who has all the resources, but they still lack, but they lack something that money cannot buy. And what God is saying is this. He is the source. He can supply the money, but he can also supply what money cannot buy, like salvation. Like peace, like joy, like health. Those are things that you don't buy with money. And God is saying, I'm your source. I can supply either direction. But begin to believe that I am the God who cares about both of those things. But you can lean on me. You can depend on me. I just needed to throw that because sometimes people may think that when we talk about wealth and resources, we're just talking about money. But there are things that money cannot buy, and God is still the source and the supplier of those things. 
Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Before we jump into the next question, there's something we talked about fear. Fear and yes. death. That when you are fearful, then it's very difficult for you to be creative and to get out of debt. So yeah. is it is it is it possible to still have debt and not be in fear? Very true. That's why I said if you have good debt, you have a lot of faith. You are taking a risk, mm-hmm. but you're taking good risks. Um, and, and you're believing God for great things. Uh, and, and that is why the, your emotions are very important where resources are concerned, because many of us deal with the resources either out from faith or from fear. There are people who have money, but they don't want to spend it because they're afraid it will dwindle and become less. Um, that's why the Bible says that do not hoard. There are people who hoard, believing that what they have will disappear. God is saying, I'm a God of abundance. If I gave you yesterday, I can give you today. If I give you today, I can give you tomorrow. And so if we make God our source, then fear should not take our center stage. Instead, what should take the center stage is faith. And Abraham really struggled with that for many years. Because remember, he did not have a son for many years. And so he was afraid that God may never come through. But the Bible says he grew strong in faith, believing that God would still come through for him. And so the fear is very real. And especially when somebody is overwhelmed by bills, overwhelmed by money for a project that now it's not coming. And you can really be overwhelmed by fear. God is saying, fear not. So every time God came to help somebody, the first thing he said, don't be afraid. I am with you. Don't be afraid. Because if you, if you, if you, are, if you, if you are fearful, then you cannot utilize even the gifts that you have. Like that woman, she said, I don't have anything. That was fear talking. But faith speaks up and says, I have something. And I believe God can use this and he can multiply it. Um, yeah. That's powerful. From what I'm getting is, fear not, uh, God is your source. Fear not, Amen. God is your source. Another version of I am with you. In terms of finances, he is your source. So we have a question, uh, but instead of me reading it, I would prefer if the person who wrote me a DM to unmute themselves and just just ask the question. Feel free. Or if you prefer me to read, I can read. I'm just trying to look for you. I don't want to say your name. <laughs> Please okay. read, Pastor Sam. Okay, there you go. So let me read then. So uh, the question is, when I pay 10%, God endures that 90 is more than enough for us because God meets our needs, not our wants. So God also rebukes the devourer for our sake. God says, try me and see if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing mm-hmm. that there shall be no room. So since Grace, you are here, maybe you can ask that question, please. <laughs> 
the specific question you want to ask. Okay, let me ask Pastor Ambrose. Sure. Um, my understanding of tithing is when you tithe, God is able to rebuke the devourers for our sake. He's able to ensure that the 90% that we remain with is more than enough to take us through yeah. uh, our needs. So therefore, um, my question was, does this, does this person pay time? Because they need to understand what tithing is all about. Okay. Which, which person should pay tithe? Which, which person are you talking about? The one who's saying he's in debt. Oh, okay. Uh, but let me, but I thank you for just uh, asking that because let me also clarify for. Let me tell you this God is so abundant. He also wants to give us our wants. Um, we have needs, but God also knows we have wants. And God is capable to give us both. So don't, don't, don't get stuck and say, I don't, think, I don't think God wants me to have any want, just my needs. No, God, is, God can supply all of them because he's that kind of a God. Uh, but talking about tithing, we, we need to give the 10%, which is, that is God's. 10% belongs to God because, uh, and not only just 10%, even the entire 100% belongs to God. So God is just saying, give me, give me 10% because that is your statement of trust. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not rely on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. He will direct your paths. So God is saying, you can, you can trust me. So he'll take the 90% and multiply it. He will even rebuke the devourer. Um, so 10% is your statement of faith that you are trusting God and not yourself. And for sure, the, the person who is struggling with issues of debt, even if you have a debt, you can actually get out of that debt by beginning to type. And, you, and I said in a service one time, you don't have to type the 10%. If you're struggling with 10%, try 5%. If you're struggling with 5%, start with 2%. Start somewhere. Like the woman, he, she had little oil, but that's where she began. And that oil just multiplied and multiplied and multiplied. With God, start somewhere. Rather than saying, the day I will get money, I will type. No, start with what you have. Oh, thank, thank you, you Pastor. I hope, Grace, you have been satisfied or you have a clarifying question. If not, anyone else who can jump on the call and just ask your question before I go to another one. That Pastor, you know it was about typing. But let me give someone a space to jump in. Sure. Hello. Uh Actually, thank you so much, Grace. I've been having that issue of tithing. Now, I want to ask Pastor Ambrose, uh, for us who are in diaspora, uh, we are, uh, I always, uh, well, I just get a bit concerned. Where do I tithe? Because I have three, I attend my church here in the UK. And of course, I'm connected to Parklands Baptist Church. And I'm, I also, uh, connected to my church in the village. And 
here in the UK, when we go to church, they say, oh, you don't have to give. Uh, it's okay. Like they don't make it, uh, what uh, um, What can I say? They don't really motivate you to give. They say, even they say, if you're visiting for the first time, don't give. And so for me, I, I say, okay, I'll give to my church in the village they need it. I'm connected to Paki. So to be honest with you, I've never... Uh, really tight, a good tight here in the UK. And I've been wondering, Pastor, can you please advise me? Because I know we have to give, but I love my churches in Kenya. But Sasa Uku Nono Ako so blessed Nasema, ah, Uku, they don't need money. It's not yours for time. Sorry about that. Uh, I just have to leave that. Are you there, Pastor? We lost your audio <laughs> and your video. Or oh, your question was too hard. Uh, let's see if Pastor can come back. We can hear you, Pastor, if you can talk. So as Pastor is jumping on, do you have any other questions? So that when Pastor comes on, he can just answer all of them. But I would note that one down for you, Beatrice. Feel free to unmute. Sarah, you are unmute. Go ahead. Pastor Go ahead. Sam. Yes. Oh, Bye, Binya. This is Binya. You know, in the same lines as tithing, uh, I, I would like to ask Pastor Ambrose about giving, you know, giving to others. And particularly, uh, when is giving not, uh, you know, not, I, I don't want to say wise, but there's a kind of giving we give out of emotion and we find that we are giving to the point where even us ourselves now we are left in in a bind. So how do we go about giving? And and I will talk about uh, you know like when people reach out to us, and uh, especially now you know there is a lot of giving for uh, mazishi funerals. There is also people I need. They've lost jobs, but then we. Um, in the giving, we find ourselves in a bind ourselves. Okay, okay. Um, so welcome back, Pastor. Thank you, thank uh, you. So there are two questions from Binya in terms of giving. When giving up <coughs> from emotions, people are coming up with matanga, funerals, the rough jobs. And the more you give, the more you, you feel like you are going in debt or you are losing. And then the other question from, from Esther is, have three churches, correct me if I'm wrong, Esther. Uh, in UK, they're told, ah, you, you're new, don't have to give here. So where do you give your tithe? If you are from diaspora, you have a home church, a Shag's church, and the, the church where you are at, at in the foreign land. So those are the two questions posed. Okay, um, you can hear me? Loud and clear, and see you very well. <laughs> uh, thank you for asking those questions. 
Uh, let me say this. There's a, there's a verse I love. Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6, that says, He who sows sparingly will reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will reap bountifully. And then it says, each one of you must give as he has made up his mind. I think it is important for us to realize that giving, you, there is no forced giving. Nobody can force you to give. And even the amount of money, you decide how to give it. Because giving is your relationship with God. You're not just giving because it's a church. You're not just giving because it is a need to someone. You're giving because it's a relationship with God. This, it is you and God engaging. And so it is not really you and whoever it is. It is you and God. So whether you give to the church, to the poor, to your neighbor, you're, you're, you're allowing God to be part of that giving. Uh, and, and so don't feel forced. Each one must give as they have made up their mind, not reluctantly or under compulsion. God loves a cheerful giver. So your attitude in giving will be very important. Now, the other, the other issue of being in the diaspora and which church do you give to? Galatians chapter 6, uh, around verse 6 to 10, talks about giving where you are spiritually fed. Who is this person who is feeding you spiritually? Where do you get your nourishment? And the Bible says that you, you, you give to those where you're getting your food. The Bible says, bring your tithe to the storehouse that there may be food in the house of God. So when you are fed spiritually, then you're able to give materially to that platform where you are receiving your spiritual nourishment. I don't know if that helps you um, because people struggle with that. But like you said, if you're in diaspora, you, you want to give back to your home, home church, and that is okay. Like the Bible says, each one must give as they have made up your mind. Make, your, make up your mind and with God and tell God, this is where I want to give my tithe. This is where I get nourishment. And God will bless what you give and where you give. I hope that helps. Are you satisfied, Queen Esther? <laughs> Yes, uh, so I, I will choose a church that that really nourishes me, that I feel satisfied. So <laughs> thank you, Pastor Amber. And by the way, Queen Esther, the, the other thing I can say here is there are churches that are so well to do. Mm-hmm. They need people's money, but that is okay. So rather than even tell them I'm typing here, just give. Uh, they don't need even to know that you have given. Mm-hmm. But give, um, because it is your relationship with God. And if they feel, hey, we are okay, we, are, we don't need your money, then give to where God directs you to give. Give to good soil. You know, sometimes you can give to soil that is unproductive. And so mm-hmm. it's like throwing your money away. Find good soil and release your, your seed to good soil. Amen. And Pakis is a good soil for, for those who for those who want to give. <laughs> I know Amen. we have some people from other churches. Joe is from Trinity Chapel, Rural. Uh, Pakis is a good soil, so feel free. <laughs> so there's a question, Pastor. Um, yeah. 
There's a question that's been posed by Vincent, but before we go to that question, there's another question on tithing. Sure. But before I answer that question is, what's the mindset of tithing when people say, do I tithe from my net or from my gross? And then this question that was sent to me, um, I want more clarity on tithing and giving. I've always struggled with the issue of I channel my giving to charitable activities outside church. Is that still tithing? I think you've touched on that. But what they are asking is when I give to a children's home, is that tithing? Is that the 10% or is that just normal giving? Pastor Sami, there are different kinds of giving. There is the tithe. There is the offering. There is the alms. Alms is where you give to charity. And then there is trading, where you, where you, where you use your gifts and talents. And so giving comes in different ways. So don't confuse giving to charity with tithing. When you give to charity, you're giving out of your 90%. 10% belongs to God. And so don't, don't, don't deceive yourself by saying, I'm giving to charity. That's some giving to God. No, no, no. You're not giving to God. You're giving to charity. So the 10%. Or the 2% I was talking about, 5%, and growing to 10%. And by the way, there are some people who don't get stuck to 10%. Some, some of them even go to 20%. But give to God and say, God, this is, you know, I, I love the scripture in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9 and 10 that says, Honor the Lord with your substance and with the first fruits of your produce. So there is, there is something that you give to God and it's an honor to him. So don't confuse it with what you're offering, your seed, your charitable giving. That is from your 90%. But make sure that your 10% is given to God where you get your spiritual nourishment. Okay, thank you, Pastor, for that. I hope that has been answered. So there's a question from Vincent. Vincent, since you are here, we want to hear your voice. Just ask the question instead of me reading it, if you don't mind. Unmute yourself. Okay, uh, you can hear me? Loud and yes. clear. Yes. Okay, uh, my, 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 quest, my question is more of a recommendation, right? That uh, uh, is it possible for Pastor Sami to uh, Pastor Ambrose to just share a personal experience of how he applied the uh, kingdom principles uh, and which resulted in a testimony of a financial turnaround? Because I think testimonies are encouraging and help in illustrating how God works in a better way. We, we will remember that, in fact, I think even more, in addition to what we have had. Well, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. By the way, um, for me, giving and uh, giving and tithing and offering, it has become a lifestyle. Um, and I tithe a lot every month. I give, um, I put seed out, and there are many testimonies. I know one of the testimonies, like Pastor Sam was saying, is when I, when, I, when I went to get married and there was dowry uh, to be paid. 
And at uh, that time, actually, I thought my dad would help pay that dowry. Um, so I was so set. Um, but when things became thick, <laughs> my dad turned to me and said, Ambrose, can you afford that? I said, well, out of faith, I just said yes. They wanted 13 cows. We were to pay to give uh, my in-laws 13 cows. And my dad was, had reached uh, and said he could only give one or two cows. So he turns to me and says, Ambrose, can you afford that? And then by faith, I said, yeah, I can afford that. And I believe that God was in that place because God had, had seen my giving in the past and God, God knew that he needed to engage me there. And by the way, uh, later when we got to talk with my father-in-law, my father-in-law said, by the way, you don't have to give us 13 grown-up cows. Give us calves. Uh, and, 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 and you can put it in monetary terms for calves because if you give calves, they will grow. And so we were able to, to compute and it was very affordable and we were able to, 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 to give the tithe, uh, to, not, not the tithe, to pay that dowry. And I thank God that God has multiplied back to us so much. Uh, and there are many other testimonies. I remember, I remember again, just another testimony I have. Uh, there's a bishop who called me and he said, uh, he has a son who is getting married. And he said, Ambrose, I need from you 100,000. And I said, for you, Bishop, I'll give you 100,000. And I gave him 100,000 for, 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 that, for that wedding. I want you to know that it did not take a week. A week later, somebody gave me more than 100,000 Kenya shillings. And I just smiled. I said, I think I should have given more. Um, but God is indebted to no one. When you give, it is given back to you. And one of the things I've also found that when you tithe, God may not give you money back. God gives in different forms. He gives you life. He gives you opportunities. He gives you um, joy. When God gives back to you, it comes not just in monetary forms. It comes in <clears throat> creating relationships. God's anointing is on you. You're able to preach and people get saved. So God knows how to give back to us. <clears throat> but I have many testimonies. Uh, sometimes I give to Martha, my wife, and God gives back to me in many different ways. So we give to our children, and God gives back to us in many different ways. So there are many testimonies. Those are few, uh, but thanks for asking uh, for our testimony. Amen. And Martha is here to confirm if you give. Uh, we'll not ask her to. Oh, yeah. She says he does. I can testify. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Martha. <laughs> so we have a comment from Dr. Mativo. Dr. Mativo, you want to jump in and just say what, because you you have seen this happen for the last, I don't know, 40 years I've been in Paiki. Because, yeah, just say, just say, just unmute yourself, Dr. Yeah, Dr. <laughs> uh, thank you, Pastor Sami. What I was saying, and maybe uh, since most people here maybe don't come for a business meetings so or AGMs, is that Parklands Baptist Church, also the church tithes, uh, 10% of its income and blesses quite a number of churches and ministries and I believe there are many testimonies out there. Uh, maybe uh, we have now compiled them together. 
but as a church, we also tithe and uh, as moderator, I had the opportunity for a couple of years and also chair of BOT uh, to, to see the impact of what the church is doing by tithing. So it's goes just beyond individuals, but as a church, we are having a big impact by what you're giving and uh, having a big impact. So that's what I just wanted to say, uh, Pastor Sami. Thank you. Thank you, Engineer Mativo. And, and, and you remind me what, Pastor, you told me when I was doing the 40 days interview of your 40 years, how the issue of Titan, what Dr. Mativo is saying, how it came about, that it was, <laughs> it was an idea from someone in the business meeting uh, who asked, does this church tithe to other churches? And again, it was a change of mindset for Paki. And just where for what Dr. Mativo have said, Financially, I believe, and of course, you have said it many times, Pastor Paki is where it is right now mm. because of the giving, the tithe that it gives to other churches. Amen. And 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 as member care pastor, I can say Paki gives. I was I was there for like three years, and my role was give. Those who are in need, give them school fees. Those who need rent, we give them rent. Those who need food, we give them food. And if you give, you cannot outgive God. So that's a principle that God uses for the destiny supply. That's that's my conviction, Pastor. That when you give, it comes back to you. You cannot give God. So thank you, Doctor Mativo, for for sharing that. Any other one? Any other person wants to jump in, or Pastor, you want to say something on those two things? Specifically no, I, church. Okay. I want to concur with Doctor Mativo. Because uh, really very true, Paki is where it is because of uh, the system that we have adopted of tithing to churches. And let me tell you this, the reason why God is prospering us is because these churches are blessed. And you know, when they receive the tithe from us, they really pray for us. They are the, they, either the individuals or families or churches, they pray for us. And you know, when they pray for us, God has to answer their prayers. So um, I, it's my prayer that churches will learn to tithe to other churches. Uh, if we did that in Kenya, let me tell you this, uh, our mission work would be so fantastic uh, and we would be so blessed. Uh, the Bible says it is more blessed to give than to receive. So I just wanted to uh, concur with my brother, excuse me, Mativo, uh, because that is that is our kingdom principle. Amen, amen. Unfortunately, we are actually at the top of the hour. We have four minutes to go. Uh, so, do we have any last chance question? And then, Pastor, I'll give you to wrap up, and then I'll also share the screen, the declaration. So, so we'll start with any question from anyone. Uh, so this Judy, when you happen to incur personal expenses when working in public sector, is that giving? Uh, just ask that again. You are working in a public sector and then you incur personal expenses while working. Is that giving? Uh, that's not very clear for me. <laughs> you, you incur... <laughs> You so maybe car. Judy can jump in. Judy, this is your question. <laughs> okay. You want a refund from your organization? Judy, jump in and ask the question. Yeah, I was asking 
because uh, there are times as sector you find that you are a job and there is a need and the money is forthcoming from the administration and so you just give okay. i hope i was clear yeah. you are you are breaking breaking but i think i got what you said you said you are working in your office oh, okay. the, currently the office that has no money to facilitate what you are doing so you use your own personal exactly. money so is that a form of giving yes pastor yeah yeah that is a form of giving but that is not tithing it's a form of giving because there are many forms of giving one is the tithe what is the offering one is giving like a seed um the, the other one is giving arms to charity yeah so it's 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 part of giving okay so thank you thank you for asking that uh, judy so let me share my screen and let's karibu sana you bet so we can do this together this is the declaration um it's on page 157 the first paragraph so we can read together even if you're mute i'll read with the Decree and declare that God's abundant storehouse is available to His children. God will supply all our needs according to His riches in glory. As we give to others, we have talked about giving a lot. The Lord, the door of God's supply opens to us. We will not be afraid to go to the Lord's storehouse for our needs to be met. We come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy in time of need. We rest assured that it shall be well for the righteous in the now. And we say amen, amen, amen. So a theme of giving. So pastor, yes. as we wrap up, um, and feel free to put in the chat your experience for today. I know we have not met for three months. Uh, tell us what you want us to see or what you want to see Uh, but pastor as we wrap up we have mm-hmm. 52 people in here yes um, some of them are sneaked in when i was speaking we have faith oko we have betty we have uh masa your wife also <laughs> we have uh is that manzui uh, is that ash uh, we have susan kinoti stanley amadi so we have a couple of guys who have just come in what mm. would you want to tell them as we as we end today's team vision night destiny supply first of all i want to say thank you for joining and just being part of this conversation and i just want to say this that regardless of the situation and the financial challenges you may have god loves you and god is our father and god the father is a god of abundant resources and god is saying let not your hearts be troubled believe in god believe that god will come your sorry we lost pastor there barak is back pastor go ahead you on mute pastor So as pastor is coming back uh feel free to put it in the chat um 
anything that you want us to say? I know this is might be our last uh, theme region night, um, but feel free to put it in the chat. What you want to see for next year as Pastor comes back? Welcome back, Pastor. We can see you and hear you. you can see me. Yes. Sorry, I, I was just saying uh, God loves us. And God loves all of you who are on this platform. And God wants to meet your needs according to his riches and glory. By the way, all you need is already supplied. It is just waiting for you to ask, to seek, and to knock. And if you're able to start studying the Bible, begin to see how God met the needs of God's people in the Bible. Let your faith rise up. Begin to starve your fears. Get those fears out of, out of your system. Begin to, to grow your faith where resources are concerned. And I want you to know that God will channel more than you can imagine in your direction. And that's, that's, the, that's the encouragement I want to leave with us because I believe that God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above what we ask or imagine. Amen. 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 Yes. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. I highly appreciate you giving us your time. Um, this much. Saturday uh, evening, I know tomorrow you are preaching. Are you preaching, Kesho? I'm a Pastor Saimo. Ah, uh, Saimo is on leave, so it's you. Uh, I'm preaching Kesho, tomorrow. Thank you for giving us your time. I know it's a busy season in this time as you prepare. And yeah. I'll ask everyone to put on their microphone and their video we can say goodbye shalom shalom uh you can put it on the chat we see you i see you susan Kinoti. thank you for joining in thank you martha i can see you baraka isaac christy christian irene kathy pauline i've not seen you pauline for a long time yeah. <laughs> you guys are hiding behind even you martha <laughs> We are, we are in the faces. kitchen while we listen. <laughs> Hello, Martha. Hello. Hello, Pastor. Are we doing yes. this again next Sorry. month so that I get your commitment in the presence of many witnesses? <laughs> Let's find a day we can do before Christmas. Before Christmas. Yeah. Sour, sour. Sour, sour. Yeah. So we'll see you guys in December. I'll show you the date before Christmas and we'll have a, a good time together. Okay. <laughs> Okay, goodbye and God bless. We can we can just wave and say goodbye. Bye. 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 B